Gonzaga Nation SI, Dan Dickow alongside fellow Zag, Adam Morrison. Mo, you're in Southern California. I'm in Southern California. We got the game against LMU tonight, Pepperdine on Saturday. What's this bright thing with the blue sky out there? It kind of shocked me when I stepped off the plane. Yeah, we crawled out of our holes, and it was the first time getting off a plane in a long time and seeing the sunshine, so it's been nice. Um, it's just a different vibe, obviously, down here, and I'm looking forward to the uh, to tonight's game. You played here in L.A. for the Lakers for a couple years. I was with the Clippers. Uh, being from the Northwest, I didn't think I'd like it, but I loved living in L.A. Now, I don't think I could live a 30-, 40-year stretch, but at the time of my life, it was great for some of the things you mentioned, the sun, right? Where did you live when you were with the Lakers, and kind of what were some of your – normal places that you would go to for activities uh i lived in playa del rey um i guess the jungle they call it uh, right on the beach at it i was lucky enough to get a, a nice spot there a little town home and i didn't really leave the area you know how it is so um yeah just enjoyed the beach and the sunshine and it's pretty simple yeah it is uh you, you kind of hit on it i lived in manhattan beach where we rented a house and People think of L.A. as this big expanse and you're always traveling, dri driving around different places. That's not the case when you find a little pocket that you like with your with your restaurants, your grocery stores, all those things. And so uh, it wasn't overwhelming. I think that's one reason I liked it being down here for that year. So um, did you ever get into surfing, being that you were right on the beach? No, I'm not. I don't like sharks, so I don't go in the ocean water at all. <laughs> you don't like sharks. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get into surfing either, but, uh, my family and I, when we were here, we got those big cruiser bikes. I've heard them called Cali road bikes before we would ride up and down the beach. Fun times. Hey, let's jump into the first of the two games down here in Southern California, LMU. Obviously it's a return game from in Spokane where LMU made all the big plays down the stretch and came away with a win. First time in 76 games, Gonzaga lost at home. I think it was 25 games in this series. Gonzaga had won in a row. Um, what do you remember about that game? And then what do you see Gonzaga has to really shore up tonight to, to be successful and come away with a road win? Well, I remember, you know, the, the main thing I took away from that game is, uh, you know, plan-wise, Stan Johnson did a good job of slowing the pace down. Um, you know, Leah Pepe had a, a solid game, but it, it, it really – boiled down to Cam Shelton playing out of his mind down the stretch uh, up in Spokane. High ball screens, lefty kid, uh, made it really difficult for us to, um, you know, get him contained. He made all the big-time shots, plays, decisions, probably the last eight, nine minutes of that basketball game. So that's going to be a huge uh, deal for us to try to stop him. Um, he had a big game against St. Mary's when they won. LMU beat them. Um, he's probably going to be first team all league. He might be up for MVP, to be honest, um, has a chance. Him and Drew are probably the two uh, most, you know, uh, most guys that are that have the best chance to win that award. So it's going to be, can we slow him down? And then can we play at a faster pace um, to where we can, uh, you know, allow ourselves to get easier baskets? Because they did a good job against us defensively as well in Spokane. So Pace and then slowing down Cam Shelton, I think, is the biggest uh, keys for tonight. When you talk about slowing down a good guard like Cam Shelton, Gonzaga a lot towards the end of that game was, was switching things and 
Jutimi got switched in bad spots onto Shelton. And I thought the best thing LMU did was once they got the switch that they liked, they spaced the floor and gave him all that room to operate. Um, do you think they're going to have a heavy dose of switching? Or what, what do you imagine Gonzaga's game plan is going to be if they go to similar actions offensively does LMU? Well, I think there's going to be – you know, mix up on uh, ball screen coverages. I I wouldn't be surprised if we blitz him a red trap, um, you know, to get it out of his hands and maybe uh, look at that with a, you know, a scramble and uh, rotation out of that. Um, you know, switching is okay. I think Drew, uh, Drew was okay in it. You know, Cam really got going, but it wasn't like Drew was, not you know, not guarding him. So I think we'll mix it up, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a blitz, like I said, or you do an X, like we've talked about where you pre-switch with your, your two bigs and be an Anton and you try to get him to be the guy guarding the screener. If you can figure out a way to do that in the actions, then I think it really would be, uh, you know, a lot more difficult for Cam Shelton to score, but also like, even if he scores, we can't allow him to dominate the game is basically what I was yeah. most impressed about. Like he dominated the game and controlled the pace. Some guys can get to their numbers, but you still, control the pace you still control the flow of the game that's the biggest key for me um so it will be interesting though in totality what type of ball screen actions are uh, you know defensively are we going to run yeah it should be a fun atmosphere this game has been sold out uh for a couple weeks now lmu is also coming off of a big win against st mary's this week so lmu is the only team in wcc history since byu has joined the league to beat gonzaga st mary's and byu in the same year so pretty impressive uh, but for Zags fans, I'm, I'm sure they don't want to see a second loss to LMU this year. Yeah, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. They sold out their game against St. Mary's, so there's some, you know, like legitimate uh, buzz around this program. We've always talked about, I think this is the program that could benefit the most from the transfer portal type of situation with an upcoming coach, great atmosphere, a program that's won in the past. And obviously being in L.A., it's an easy sell to, you know, to, that location of where they're at is an easy sell to uh, good players that maybe want to leave. So um, I'm happy for them. I think it's going to be a fun opportunity and good game tonight. And, uh, you know, hopefully we come out with a win. Well, the second game of the Southern California series or trip, I should say, um, years ago, it was a, a fun rivalry. And this is Pepperdine. It, Gonzaga has absolutely dominated the series recently. Um, Pepperdine's got talent, but they haven't been able to put it together this year. But Gonzaga beat them by about 40 at home earlier this year. Um, they're not drawing great crowds. What is wrong in your eyes with Pepperdine? Because they've got a really good coach. They've got really good players, but they can't seem to put it together. Uh, that's a good question. I think it's sometimes, um, you know, they've had injury problems in the past. We always think of their past uh, teams with the two twin brothers. Their names are escaping me. And then the good guard, Colby Ross, they always got hurt at the wrong times of the year. And so they, I feel like they always have just bad luck. Um, and then I think uh, it's harder to get the type of players that they can compete with at a university like that. I mean, that as far as like grades and acceptance into the university. So if you're trying to recruit it's not like they don't have talent but if you're trying to recruit high level california kids uh you know sometimes they get they're not admitted into the university so i think it's a combination of things but uh you know hopefully they can get better because it's it's more fun when they're um, yeah better you know what i mean and, and like you said they have a ton of talent uh the lewis kid on the perimeter i think is the best wing uh, you know wing as far as 
NBA potential in the in the yeah. conference. You know, like his numbers may not jump out at you as crazy as some other guys, but like if you just watch him and you see balance, athleticism, potential, shooting ability, all that stuff, you're like, that's an NBA player right there. Um, so we'll see. They always play as tough and stretches at their place. They did it last year where, you know, we were up 20, 22, and then it became like an eight-point game late, and then we blew an another – uh, had another uh, run and then blew the game wide open. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what type of team shows up. Yeah, I like Lewis's game. I think he's got potential. He's been a bit inconsistent. The Javon Porter kid uh, has really played well as of late, almost seven-footer with, with guard-like skills. But, you know, when Gonzaga's played at, at uh, Pepperdine in years past, um, you know, it's an interesting pregame prep for that game because – there's really no hotels in Malibu. Gonzaga doesn't stay in like Woodland Hills. We would always stay when I was there. Uh, and I think when you were there, it would be in uh, the, the Marina del Rey area. And now they, they stay in the Santa Monica area. So they don't take shoot around up at Pepperdine. You shoot around at a local high school gym. And then you have that kind of sunset time of night drive along uh, the, the, the coast to get up to Malibu. I remember falling asleep on the bus on the way up to Pepperdine game, just because it was like so relaxing looking out at the ocean traffic was like slow. It was like a standstill. I think we were going like 20 miles per hour. Uh, do you, do you remember those drives up to Malibu just kind of lulling you into being tired before the game? Yeah, it's the uh, PCH. So it's obviously an iconic drive and it is uh, usually traffic at that time. So you kind of have like an hour and a half drive that normally would take 35 minutes at most. Um, so it is interesting. So you have to leave at a super early time, obviously. So it kind of messes up your routine. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of neat to to have that type of deal and then, you know, get off the bus and go play a college basketball game. The other thing I love about Pepperdine is uh, when you walk out of the gym, say you're walking towards the, the locker rooms and you take a left and just walk out uh, the front doors of the Firestone Fieldhouse, it's the best view in all of college basketball because the, the Pacific ocean just hits you with a wow factor, uh, site. Do you, when you get out of that gym, is that one of the things that you like to do? Uh, yeah, it's mostly dark by the time we get get out of it. So yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're building a new facility in 2025 or they're breaking ground. Um, it is a fantastic campus obviously, but it, it is time for them to, um, you know, if they want to, continue to try to elevate their program, not only basketball, but volleyball. Um, they need a new facility. So it's congrats to them to finally get that approved. But it is like one of the best campuses anywhere um, in the country as far as, you know, aesthetics and, and just being the general location that you're at. It's just like, wow, people go to school here type of deal. So um, it's always a fun game to play up there. Hopefully we get this win against LMU and then we can you know, get that win against Pepperdine, and then we have a chance, you know, that last week, uh, last regular season game to, to catch uh, St. Mary's. Well, it's uh, last week before the final week of the regular season. Uh, there's starting to be some chatter about maybe ESPN game day coming to Spokane. If Gonzaga wins their two games this week, St. Mary's wins their two games this week, it could set up a conference title opportunity for either team in Spokane, that last regular season game of the year. Uh, that would be fun for ESPN College game day with Seth Greenberg, Reese Davis, LaFonso Ellis, Jay Billis to be there. Uh, 
do you do you look forward in advance to, to opportunities like that or you just kind of it is what it is as far as like what do you mean like to, to have those guys here or yeah just as far as the the spotlight on the program in that light because you know it's a little different than just your typical game if, if ESPN in the production to bring the whole crew out yeah, no, it would be great for the guys, and it it would obviously be a giant game, um, and in the landscape of college basketball as far as seating and and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, it'd be cool if they came. Well, we'll take uh, we'll take a, a look next week at at players of the week, or excuse me, players of the year in the conference, maybe coach of the year, because we'll have seen all the teams in person by then. There'll only be one week left, so I guess you and I can both be put on the spot next week with that. Yeah, we should come, you know, put together, a, you know, who's our best newcomer, all that stuff. And it should be non-Gonzaga players and, you know, Gonzaga players as well. So I think that's a great, uh, you know, addition to the show to give our thoughts on, you know, a good solid year and um, who's on the rise and whatnot. Awesome. We'll have a great call. You'll be on the radio with Huddy. I'm going to be calling the game tonight at LMU with Rich Waltz on CBS Sports. Uh, so enjoy the game, enjoy the atmosphere, and uh, get, as, get as much sun as you can because you're down here for about four days. That's awesome.